You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. Uh, Some of you are used to me. How many of you have never heard me speak before? Raise your hand. Okay. I'm not going to (laughs) apologize. Well, I'm happy you're here. So good to see you. You know, I... What do I... I don't know. Let me just sit here for a minute and think about it. (laughs) Hear about it. (laughs) Let me hear about it. Um, I am so not uncomfortable in awkward silence. I just wanted to say, you know, silence is a beautiful thing. You know, the Father's heart for us, Jesus's heart, the Holy Spirit's heart, is that we experience him. That we know him. And I felt like my assignment today, I'm kind of like encounter girl in the spirit. I got a little super suit. And I just feel like my job is never done unless you've had a deeper revelation of how much you're loved, of, 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 of who you really are. You know, I say, like, if I could have one wish, I mean, I'm sure this, there would be more, but I haven't had this one yet. So I keep wishing for it. I would just peel the scene, back, the scene realm back right now. And I would let all of you sit there in all of your glory. Just glorified yous <laughs> sitting in the pews. <laughs> and I would let you see the inheritance of Jesus Christ that is within you. It is so beyond our comprehension and so beyond our ability to wrap our minds around the very resurrected, living Lord Jesus Christ, the one with white hair in Revelation 1 and eyes of fire and feet like burnished bronze, the one that holds the keys of hell and death, the one who died but now is alive and is living forevermore, that is, that's what we would see. Hey, that's what we would see. And we would have to refuse the temptation to try to worship one another. Because and we, would, we would never be self-conscious because we would be so caught up in the glory that is in you. An inexhaustible well and fountain of Jesus, the resurrected King and Lord of all. That's my wish. I just want us to see him in us, with us. Hey, never alone. Never misunderstood, never rejected. Perfectly perfect. (laughs) Oh, oh, you're so good. 
I'm talking to you. <laughs> You're so good. You're such good little girls and boys. You're so good. You're so good. You're so righteous. You're so powerful. You are so incredibly powerful. Oh my goodness. You are Jesus in a Connie suit, in a Chuck suit, in a Ben suit, in a Kristen suit, in a Joe suit. Oh my gosh, we're wearing him and he's wearing us. We're in Christ, hidden in him. If I want to find Ben, I got to go inside of Jesus. He's hidden in there. Where is he? Where's Ben? Where's Ben? Where did he go? Where did he go? He's so hidden in there. He's so lost in there. Look at him. He's lost in Jesus. Are you there? Are you in there, Ben? Where are you? I can't see you. I just see Jesus when I look at you. Is Ben even home? Where's Ben? No wonder he's so happy. No wonder. He's left the building. And he's in the building. That Jesus is building. (sighs) You know, that revelation will set you free of striving to know God, which is eternal life. John 3.16 says, how many of y'all learned that in Sunday school? I did. I'm from Texas originally, so y'all break out of y'all every once in a while, right? You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, King James is how we learned it, should not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. You know, when I heard that, if you've heard me teach much, you've probably heard me teach this before, but it's important. It's important to remember that eternal life is not about an afterlife. Okay, it's not about heaven. But when I was a kid, that's what I thought. I thought, oh, if I believe in Jesus, I'm going to go to heaven and I'm not going to go to hell. I don't want to go to hell, so I'm going to believe in Jesus. Like that's pretty much the way the logic goes. Hell bad, heaven good. Jesus, the way to heaven, good. Right? But I didn't recognize that that was not the definition of eternal life. It was not about the afterlife. In John 17, 3 and 4, Jesus defines eternal life. And he says, eternal life is to know the one and true living God. To know Jesus Christ, the son in whom he sent. And that knowing is not like we know Prince or Oprah Winfrey. It's the Greek word gnosko. And that gnosko was a Jewish idiom in Jesus's day that referred to sexual intercourse between a man and a woman. It is an experiential intimacy. Eternal life is experiential intimacy, union and oneness with God, the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, the triune perfected love, which is God. An experiential love, an experience of God. Christianity is an experience. Yes, amen. It's an experience. 
and we enter into it effortlessly. Amen. It's not a, le- I'm going to go there because it is, it is not based upon anything that we do. It is based upon what Jesus Christ has done. He died as you. You're crucified with him. You were buried with him. You rose with him. And you ascended with him. And you weren't even born yet. It's a mystery. How did that happen? He didn't ask my permission. Did he ask your permission? He just did it. He just did it. He co-identified with us so that we could co-identify with him. And all that's left to do is just believe it. Just go, okay. (laughs) Oh, oh, that happened? Oh, awesome. Wow, that's awesome, Jesus. You mean I'm one with you? When, right now? And now, and now, and now, and now, and now? And now? And now, and now, oh my gosh, right now, right now, right now, right now, I have eternal life right now. You know, the beautiful thing about the way human beings were created in God's image, we're powerful without even realizing it. Quantum physics tells us that human observation, (laughs) ha 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 manipulates matter. What do I mean by that? I mean that things materialize when we observe them. At a subatomic level, particles such as electrons and protons are unobservable, meaning they're just energy. They're a wave until a human being looks at them. And then they materialize. And that's that's all of us. Why? (laughs) Human beings are made in the image of God. (laughs) Hey, our observation materializes reality. So when we observe separation from God... God's way up in heaven and I'm way down here just hoping I get a prayer through. We're observing a lie, first of all. (laughs) And we're experiencing one too. So it's important that I give you this visual of peeling the scene round back. Because Christ in you is the hope of glory. The same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead is actually in you. You are the very house, the temple of Jesus Christ, of the Holy Spirit, right? He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. That is true right this very second. So let's observe it. Let's become aware of it. Another way of saying observation is to say awareness. And that's what Chuck was just like so eloquently explaining to last night that we have this this, if we just become aware of, the, of this moment in him, it changes this moment. 
and our life is but a series of moments. And we can have every one of them in union with Jesus. Some of y'all looking at me funny, trying to decide what that means, but that's a waste of time. (laughs) Judgment is a waste of time. It is such a waste of time. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It's a waste of moments. Staying in this minute, this place. God has things to say. So how do you uh, just observe your ability to hear him? How do you observe your ability to experience him? What do you believe about hearing God? What do you believe about experiencing union with God? What if we believed something new? What if, no matter how good you believe about it, there was something better to believe? (laughs) What if there was something better to believe about you experiencing God? It's not mine. I don't even know what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, I I take no responsibility for these words. Um... (laughs) <laughs> so good. Um, oh, I was going to, I'll think of it maybe. I was going to go to a scripture right now. I don't, it just went away. Okay. What if we believed, oh, okay. What if we believed that we could have the exact experience of God, the Father, that Jesus has. What if we believed that we could have the exact experience of the Holy Spirit that Jesus has? What if we believed that we could have the exact experience of Jesus that the Father and Holy Spirit have. What? I'm going to read a scripture. I found, I remembered it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I really love this translation of the scripture. I mean, I, I go back to it over and over again. I know it's, you know, not a literal translation, but I experience Jesus when I read it. So that is the point of scripture, if you ask me. It's to lead us into eternal life. (laughs) Into knowing intimately, experientially, Jesus Christ and the Son, the Father, and the Holy Spirit. So Matthew 11, 27, in the message translation, I want to read it. Because we can believe this, you guys. We can believe for this experience. What an incredible life purpose. So let me just read it. Matthew eleven twenty seven 27 says, Jesus resumed talking to the people, but now tenderly. 
He says the father. Now think about this in the way Jesus and the father's relationship. He says the father has given me all these things to do and say. This is a unique father and son operation coming out of father and son intimacies and knowledge. No one knows the son the way the father does. And no one knows the father the way the son does. But listen to what Jesus says. But I'm not keeping it to myself. I'm ready to go over it line by line with anyone willing to listen. This is an invitation by the Father through me today for you and I, because I didn't know I was saying any of this. So this is for me too. For you and I to enter into the intimacy and the experience and the gnosko of them, of Elohim, (laughs) the way they know each other. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. Wow. Okay, I want to go another place because I like to go to this scripture whenever I want to kind of think about how I am known. I want to go to Psalm 139. (laughs) I'm not doing very good at scrolling, scrolling, (laughs) y'all. I'm a terrible scroller. It's very slow. Hold on. I can work my phone Bible. It's a positive declaration. Okay, Psalm 139 in the Passion Translation, it says, I'm just going to read this because this is how much you're known. Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul. And you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book and you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. I'm in the Passion Translation, by the way. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. Listen to this. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. You have laid your hand on me. This is just too wonderful, deep, and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I go to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. I'll fly with wings into the shining dawn. You're there. And if I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. 
Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It is impossible to disappear from you. Come on. Or ask the darkness to hide me. <laughs> For your presence is everywhere. Ooh. Bringing light into my night. There's no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There's no difference between the two. You formed my innermost being, shaping my delicate inside and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it. How thoroughly you know me, Lord. Intimacy and experiencing the Father, experiencing Jesus, experiencing Holy Spirit is easy. Because we have been taught the opposite. Oh my gosh, it is so easy. It's why we have to become like little kids. And here's, the, here's an, another invitation from the Father. What if everything about your life up until this very moment doesn't matter? What if everything you've experienced, everything you haven't experienced, everything you wanted to experience, everything, just everything, everything that you did wrong, everything that you did right, everything up to this moment doesn't matter. God is now. Now is where we are. He's in now. He's right now in you. He's right now here. He's right now possessing us. Possessing us. It's a good word. You're possessed with God. You're possessed. That's right. You heard it from me. With God. Finish the sentence. And it's true. It's true. And it's safe to believe it. It's safe to believe the gospel. And it doesn't matter what you've, none of it matters. Everything up to this moment, you can believe right now. You can say, yes, this is true right now. And now, and now, and now, and now, and now, and now. You can come right back to this present moment. Jesus, you said you were willing to go over this with me, line by line. The way that you know the Father, the way that the Father knows you, tell me something about you. Most of the time when I say that, he'll say something like, well, let me tell you something about you. Because what is true for me 
is true for you. Man, we think bad about ourselves. I'm just telling the truth. Hey! Jesus says, that, well, Paul, it was Paul. I mean, it really was Jesus, but it was Paul. It was Christ in him. Literally, the scripture just rocks my world. Colossians 3, verse 1, in the Passion. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. That is why we are to yearn for all that is above. I like to say yearning is like observing really, really hard. (laughs) It's like I'm going to look for my contact on the floor that fell out of my eye even though I can't see because I dropped my contact. <laughs> that to me is like yearning. We're to yearn for all that is above. We're to observe. It's not a yearning for something we don't have. It's an observation of what we do have. Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This means we're already up there. We're sitting right there in the throne room. Dear Lord, if you're going to have a throne room encounter, make sure you're seated on the throne. Yes. That's good. Right. Say it again. Beautiful. New covenant prophecy. How refreshing. For that's where Christ sits enthroned in the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed your tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God and Christ. But listen to this, you guys, as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, who you really are, will also be revealed. Because for you are now one with him In his glory. So I'm just warning you, when you get to Gnosko, Daddy and Jesus and Holy Spirit, you're going to get to know you too. It's called self-discovery. So much better than (laughs) self-help. (laughs) this knowing is where it's at y'all this experiencing Jesus and the father and the son I mean this is life eternal life this is heaven right now and now and now and now and now you're like oh but Shalise I have problems 
have so many problems. Well, quit looking at them. (laughs) What are you looking at them for? What are you doing? Who told you to do that? (laughs) Who told you to look at your problems? Don't you know how powerful you are? What you observe. What you yearn for. What you look for. What you focus on. Materializes. I'm telling you what you look at, what you observe. Materializes. That's why we are to yearn. For all that is above. Not get distracted by the natural realm. Those pesky little problems. These pesky little, I don't know, cancer? Bankruptcy? Rejection? You guys, line by line. Line by line. Like, how many lines are there? (laughs) I just wonder sometimes. Infinite lines of glory. Infinite lines of glory. Immeasurable riches. Immeasurable riches. Immeasurable riches in Christ. Immeasurable glory. Immeasurable glory. Inexhaustible heaven. (laughs) This is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Line by line. Jesus, tell me something else. What else do you want to say? I just hear him saying about different people. Man, you're cool. Okay. That's a project I want to go on with Holy Spirit. I want to explore the coolness of God. (laughs) How awesome. How awesome. God is cool. Dude. Like, what does that mean? You're cool. (laughs) That is fun. How fun to understand the coolness of God. How how much could we change the world with a revelation that God is cool? I'm not even, I'm not even making this up, y'all. I never had this thought before in my mind. Never in a, a, never occurred to me to get a revelation that God is cool. Oh, that is so much better than reading my Bible through in 365 days. That hit some of you. That is so much better than having to read my Bible through in 365 days. Your assignment for the next 365 days is to explore my coolness. (laughs) 
Oh, who will take that challenge? Oh my gosh. I mean, this is what I heard, you guys. What would happen in the world if you carried a revelation that God is cool? Man, Jesus is so smart. (laughs) He's so smart. Line upon line. Okay, what's the next line? And you know what he does sometimes like he's just doing right now? Well, you didn't even get the last line. (laughs) What was the last line? Oh, yeah. Coolness of God. Yeah. That was the last one. So what does that mean about you? I am so cool. <laughs> oh, the antidote for peer pressure. Oh my gosh, the antidote for comparison. The antidote for insecurity. Wow. I am so cool. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's it's not religious. I know. People don't know what to do with me. It's awesome. <sighs> That Chalice is out of control. It is awesome. I highly recommend it. What else, Jesus? Well, ask him. Ask him. You have the exact same equipment I do. Hmm. Line upon line. (laughs) I used to do cocaine. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) No, I'm just thinking about the parallel. Just thinking about the parallel. Thinking about the parallel. And how you never turned it down. Want another line? Sure I do. (laughs) Oh. (sighs) Cheap counterfeit. Jesus' lines are so much better. no idea I was going to be confessing. (laughs) Sorry, mom. (sighs) She's in heaven. She already knows. Um, So, (sighs) I know my eyes are closing a lot. I see better. true. 
I mean, it's really true. Mm -hmm. It's really true. Plus, it's just as heavy. <laughs> it's hard to keep them open. <sighs> okay, Lord. An invitation. An invitation into experiential knowing. And the power of this is just in observing. Awareness of truth. It's now. It's not based on anything other than the word of God saying that this is true about us. That's what makes it true, is that this is true. It's not a feeling. It's not a... I, it, I don't know what to say. It's not... It's just saying, yeah. I think that's the hardest thing for us Christians sometimes is to just get out of the way, turn our brain off, and just be in the truth right now. What helped me, and maybe this will help you, is I just made it, well, I didn't make it, the Holy Spirit made it a project for me. And at the time when he made it a project for me, I knew nothing about using the eyes of my understanding or my imagination. I didn't understand how to meditate. I didn't know, I mean, meditation was like something that gurus from, you know, India did. I didn't understand biblical meditation. I didn't know much. <laughs> really, I knew, I knew Southern Baptist doctrine. I knew a lot of guilt and shame. I knew a lot of things that weren't great. <laughs> you know? So I didn't know a lot about spiritual life. I didn't know really the gospel. I didn't know I was one with Jesus. I didn't know, nobody really told me that. I mean, I had scriptures, but I didn't, you know, they're just things you say. You don't really believe them. You know, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in me. You know, you say it, but you don't really believe it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't, like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you think that's what you think. That's ridiculous. I think you, subconsciously you think that. And so when the Holy Spirit decided... If God could be exhausted, I think he was exhausted living in me. <laughs> that is my theory. That is my theory. That's my theory. <laughs> and I just think he was like, dear Lord, let's rest. <laughs> he prayed to himself. And he, and he answered his prayer. <laughs> that's how it works usually, by the way, in case you didn't know. That's actually how it works. The Holy Spirit prays for us, and then he answers his prayer. And you, hallelujah. Grace is amazing. <laughs> Grace is amazing. 
Thank you, Holy Spirit, for praying for me. Thank you. I need it. Thank you. And he just said, for a whole year, you are going to meditate on Colossians 1.27. Christ in you, the hope of glory. That sounded so boring. I had no, I have, first of all, I don't have a long attention span. I mean, no, you know what I mean? And so I just had no idea how this was going to go. And I sure didn't really know what it meant to meditate. And I just said, okay, okay, I'll do it. Okay, I'll do it. And the first thing he did is he he took me, thank God I could hear God and you can hear God. He said, just go look in the mirror. So I went and looked in the mirror. And if you're like most of us, I didn't really like looking in the mirror. That was, that's actually when you, like, we'll look in the mirror every day, but we don't really look. Like, now I'm going to look at me. Okay, that's number one revelation. (laughs) I don't like looking at me. That scripture confronted how much I didn't like me. You know, like you just, what? And then he's like, I want you to look and keep looking until you can see me staring back at you through your eyes, through your eyes. Well, I didn't even know what this meant. Again, didn't understand the power of our imagination, didn't understand that the Holy Spirit uses our imagination to communicate with us, that there's a Holy Spirit-inspired imaginations, that that is a crucial part of meditation. It's a creative faculty that God created us to use in his own image. It's the realm of visions. It can connect us to things that we can't see with our physical, I mean, with our physical eyes. I didn't know any of that yet, but I was being taught. And I didn't really, I didn't, I got, I got stuck there. So finally the Holy Spirit said, I want you to go read Revelation chapter one. He said, because I want to make sure that you know who actually is in there. He's like, it's not baby Jesus at the manger. It's not even Jesus arguing with the scribes in the temple. It's not Jesus that came out of the water when, I, when the Spirit descended like a dove. It's not Jesus coming out of the wilderness in the Spirit and in power. No, it's not even Jesus that turned the water into wine. Not the Jesus that walked on water. Not the Jesus that did all of those miraculous things, Shalise. It's resurrected Jesus. And so he took me to Revelation 1. And this, I kind of coined a little term for him. If you've heard me teach, you've heard me say this before, but I called him scary Jesus. (laughs) Dude, I mean, like, like John, like, fell down like he was dead. You know what I mean? Like, whoa, you know, this guy. (laughs) 
this guy? Wow. And it was all about, please, now look. Your eyes are eyes of fire. Keep looking. Can you see it? Finally, Holy Spirit was like, imagine it. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Why am I sharing this with you? Because if you're having trouble connecting, I'm giving you an example of how observation yep. leads to manifestation. Because as I began to observe that, one of the first things that started happening, so hilarious to me, I lived in downtown Chicago at the time, is I started having dreams every night that I was like Buffy the Demon Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> like I, like it was like 20 million ways to cast out a devil. Sometimes I'd lay on them. Sometimes I'd just touch them barely. Sometimes I'd blow on them. Like it was just, I mean, I didn't ask for this. But I've got a crazy story, background. And so this was like a reprogramming of my brain of the authority of Jesus Christ and seeing myself in that way. It was linked somehow. I wasn't in control of it. It was just happening. And we're talking for a whole year that was happening. Joe knew me then. This is real. This is true story. And then what started happening is because I got accustomed, like I was reprogramming my mind to agree that, oh my gosh, the resurrected Jesus is in me. I'm walking around with the resurrected Jesus in me. Oh my God, I'm walking around with the resurrected Jesus in me. Oh my gosh. Angels at gas stations. Showing up. Heroin addicts knocking on my windows. All of a sudden, I've got this ministry. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, that I didn't ask for. (laughs) Nor was I prepared for. (laughs) It's so funny to me. It's so funny to me. Oh, I was so clueless. This is dangerous, this gospel. (laughs) It is not something you want to play with. (laughs) I'm telling you, you play, they tell you, oh, don't play around with the Ouija board. I was playing around with the gospel. You need to catch that. And all I was doing was starting to believe one scripture. The Holy Spirit was teaching me one scripture. I got into this like, I don't know, the street ministry where... I was on the south side of Chicago, white girl in a Mercedes. (laughs) 
in crack houses, everybody going into seizures, resurrected Jesus, Come on. driving a Mercedes, <laughs> headed to the crack houses. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> and it's true about you. Yeah. And it's true about you right now. He just wants you to sit with that. We're wrapping up. (laughs) I want everyone to close their eyes so you can see better. (laughs) They're looking at me. (laughs) Father, I pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, in the gnosko experiential knowledge of you would be granted in a greater measure to all of us right now. Hey, and I pray who that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter, clear and clear and clear and clear, <laughs> more focused, more focused, more focused, <sighs> so that we might know the hope of our calling to know you, to experience you, to be you in this moment. And Holy Spirit, you are such a great teacher. (laughs) And we just give you permission to teach us how to experience you to teach us, hey, how to come into a greater revelation of what it means to have eternal life. Line upon line, Jesus. Line upon line. What's our next line? (laughs) What's our next revelation? Teach us. You said to anyone willing to listen. Anyone. To anyone. Anyone willing to listen. So teach us how to listen. Make us listeners. 
Make us really good listeners. Really good observers. Really good learners. Really good students. Really good drinkers and really good little disciples. <laughs> Thank you for making us hungry so we can take another bite. Thank you for always satisfying. Lord, don't let anyone leave. Don't let anyone leave without an experience. Not a single person. Not a single person. Holy Spirit, I know you're praying right now. This is your prayer. Father, let there be a shift this weekend from seeking to abiding. Let there be a shift from striving to resting. Let there be a shift. <laughs> into experiencing. We receive it. We say it's so. You're doing it now. And now, and now, and now, and now, and now, and now. And now. Let the body ministry commence. <laughs> let conversations happen. Ooh, let impartations commence. Let grace be exchanged. Yeah, we say it so. Okay. In Jesus' name. All right. I love you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Shalisa's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit Shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose He created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.